Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us is Mr. Jimmy Kanaya of Anytime Fitness in Clarkston, Michigan. Jimmy, what's going on, my man? How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you guys? I'm doing tremendously. I'm excited to dive into this. And we've had a whole bunch of Anytime Fitness locations on the podcast before, but I really, really enjoy Anytime for the artistic license and the ownership control that you have within your individual locations. Um, And so start us off with some context here, Jimmy. I think most people know what Anytime Fitness is as a national brand, but when you describe your club, what do you tell people? How do you kind of elevator pitch this whole thing? The way we bring it is, you know, obviously it's 24-7, 365, so you're not worrying about, you know, holiday hours, weekend hours, things like that, but you have a smaller feel, right? It's not a big box gym, but it is something where you can come in, get a full workout. You're not going to be constricted in doing anything. And it's just kind of, you come in, you, you get your workout in whenever you want, obviously. And uh, you go about your day. You don't, you're not going and there's, you know, a hundred people, you know, waiting for every little machine or dumbbells or whatever that is. So, you know, we walk them around and we, we show like, Hey, you know, we do have a, a nice membership base. However, it's so spread out that it's, you're not bombarded by, you know, 10 people next to each other. Yeah. Now, how this whole thing got started is interesting to me. And so tell us a little bit about the origin here. What inspired you to get into the fitness industry? As the listeners don't know, and I know, you come from a a significantly different background. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how that all came to be? So I was a police officer for uh, eight and a half years, almost nine years. And, uh, my partner in policing and I, we started a security company. It took off, doing very well with it. So instead of paying that money to Uncle Sam in Texas, what do you do? You invest in a business and you depreciate the equipment, the business itself, and uh, the write-offs that come with that. So uh, another gentleman who I happened to play college football with said, hey, there's this property we have. It used to be an Anytime Fitness. Would you like to do that with me? Sure, why not? You know, he had, he had a nice membership base and we started it from the ground up and uh, obviously startup costs were less due to not having to do a build out. So yeah. kind of just, uh, you know, cleaned up everything, touched it up the way that anytime wanted it, uh, brand new equipment, brand new flooring, and we were good to go. Yeah. And so fast track the build out and the opening process and the opportunity was one that you couldn't really turn down, right? This shiny object of, a basically ready to go gym fell into your lap. Here we are a year and a half plus later, Jim, what's been your favorite part about running a business like this? And what's been the hardest part about running a business like this? My favorite part is just coming in. You, you, you meet all the people, you hear their stories. Uh, There's so many great people that come through here and they're all different. Uh, Because, you know, if you just look at a lot of people look similar, homogenous, whatever it is, but everyone is different. They have their own story. Uh, You know, that's been my favorite part is uh, the people aspect of it. You know, coming from policing where people are not happy to see you and then they come into the gym and they're usually excited (laughs) to get whatever, whatever it is. So 
that's been my favorite part. Hardest part, obviously, started from zero. So you're building it up, right? People have their preconceived notions because the old owner did what, you know, whatever he did. I, I don't know him personally. And so uh, there's been a little bit of a change in nothing, you know, drastic, but it's a little different to uh, the people that used to be members here before. They're like, oh, well, he used to have this and you guys have this. And it's like, well, guys, you know, we're, we're we, it is a franchise. You know, initially they, they kind of set what is available to you, you know, the, the vendors and such. Um, and they're growing mm -hmm. as well. So things, things change. So it's just the way it is. Uh, everyone has to adapt yeah. to uh, the way the fitness industry is going. Yeah. And so while not technically an ownership transition, one closed and a new one reopened, but it's kind of a continuation just because it's in the same location, people associate the former regime with the current regime. And that can be a tough culture change. As you said, it's not a wholesale different business, but there's still some lingering thought process from the old regime that we need to get through at least. Absolutely. Now I want to, I want to pick your brain because you're not new to business. You mentioned you started your own security company that took off and did well which in essence is a service business as well. But what's the biggest differences between the security industry and the fitness industry as you see it? Yeah, from a business standpoint or just sure. in general? And, you know, Both. drastically. Okay, so uh, business standpoint is different in a sense where uh, in security, I handle all the HR, finances, uh, invoicing, payroll, things like that. Whereas from the, the gym point of view, my partner does uh, the finances, but I do the payroll here uh, and make sure that the, the trainers get the split that, you know, for whatever uh, sessions that they did or um, for, for an industry period, that's way different. I mean, we do uh, a lot of retail um, when, it can, when it comes to security. Uh, I guess you can make, I mean, you can make the case that maybe the gym could be sort of retail. You are selling like your space for people to come work out and uh and the services that we have here you know you are selling that but it's different in a sense where you know i'm not going to send you a, a six foot three 275 pound guy to come stand at your store you know here it's uh <laughs> somebody different i mean a, a much different feel right sometimes in security they want intimidation where you don't want intimidation in the gym we want you want opposite, someone friendly yeah. You want someone who's approachable hey come help especially anytime fitness what we pride ourselves on being a coaching facility you know, you don't have to, you know, obviously it's better when someone purchases an agreement, but you're there to help them because uh, we have an older clientele and they come in. Sometimes they don't know what they're doing. They're just kind of walk around and walk on the treadmill for a minute, <laughs> do some tricep pushdowns and then they walk out. Like, hey, did you need some help with something? Let's, let's, let's slow it down a little bit and we have plenty of time to get to that. Yeah. Now, uh, a year and a half in business and you mentioned that this has been building. We started from zero, which anybody that opens up a gym knows in the last year and a half, what's been working from a marketing standpoint, just to get some people through the doors, what's been successful for you? Honestly, there's a, there's a UPS store next door and that is like the busiest UPS Folk store. <laughs> that, that honestly, because they're the only one in the vicinity. So everybody they can see where the gym is. We do online ads mm -hmm. via Facebook, uh, Google, YouTube, things like that. I mean, that helps get prospects up, but sometimes, uh, you know, you got to get them through the doors, right? I want them to come see the facility. 
Uh, word of mouth, obviously, is always huge to referrals uh, because sure. they know the sure. person. They trust what they have to say over what, hey, if we're going to cold call somebody and say, well, who are you? Like, what's different from, you know, the crunch down the street or we have a powerhouse close by? You know, why don't wouldn't I go there? Um, so referrals are always nice. And then I, obviously we had the advantage of, Hey, this was here before and people are coming back. They're getting out of their old mm -hmm. contracts at some other places. And they, we really like it yep. here. We wish he never closed. Well, obviously COVID did that to a lot of people. Yeah. Spot on. And so for clarification here, Jimmy, for the gym owners listening who don't have a busy UPS store next door, I want to pick <laughs> your brain on, you mentioned the the online ads, Facebook, Instagram, whatever the platform. Sure. Is that something that, that you guys handle in-house or is that done through the franchise or another agency? We, we use another agency. They kind of will, you know, it's what they do. Um, I tried doing it myself. It, it's not something that's impossible. It's just very tedious and you have to stay on top of it. Whereas when I, I have to do something else, sometimes it, time is money. So it's best to just outsource that part. If it's not something that, you know, you can afford in the beginning stages. What I would say is, you know, we, we did all the events. Uh, they had a food truck rally in the parking lot here. Uh, we set up a table. There was an event in downtown uh, Clarkston. We went to that, get in. Uh, we're, we're trying to visit retirement homes. Why? Because they have the time, right? Um, mobility is, mobility training is something that I feel like some gyms maybe forget about, you know, because older people have money. They have the time. You know, they can make it whenever, whereas a lot of other people, people are busy. They, you know, it's a holiday times, especially right now, worried about money. Yep. Uh, they're, they're worried about everything, right? You're, you don't yeah. have as many stay-at-home moms, right, who can come in and, and be a trophy wife, right? They're working or they're taking their kids somewhere yeah. or they're, they're just busy with life. So um, that's what it's I would say. a challenge in fitness. As long as fitness has been a commercialized business is the seasonality of it. Right. Things ramp up come January, people mm -hmm. fall off by March. People remember right. that summer is coming. And so May, we get a boost. People fall off by August. Back to school, people get in a routine, we get a boost. And then Thanksgiving time, everything falls off. And this cycles year over year. For you, from a philosophical standpoint, when we find that that slow time comes, do we invest more into marketing or do we pull some of those funds away and just kind of go with the tide? We, we've kept this the, the same. I mean, just you take what consistent. you can get, okay. honestly, take, keep it consistent because if you pick and choose, you might miss a window, right? I mean, it, you never know That's, when yeah. something is going to happen and it's something that we allocated. We know that's part of the monthly cost. It's not, well, it's, it's going to slow down now or whatever it may be. I mean, uh, anytime puts a lot of time into the research and they say, guys, uh, we, we notice if you put more, you'll get more, more prospects. If you put less, you're going to get less prospects, obviously. So uh, someone yeah. had did it in June, right? Statistically, a slower month for the gym, right? People like to be outside. A community like we have, there's a lot of lakes around. People are out on their boats, things like that. Um, and gentlemen, they doubled their ad fund and it's like, oh, look, we still got a ton of people to sign up this month. Why? Because we put in the resources for it. Yeah. Okay. Take me to the next step in the process, Jimmy. It sounds like we're getting leads from a variety of sources. We've got the foot traffic, we've got referrals, we've got the digital advertising, a number of other event-based lead gen sources. When somebody reaches out, whatever the source is, 
Walk me through what a typical sales process is like for that person to eventually sign up. You know, obviously you want to be as friendly as possible in life in general, right? You're, you're going to, you're going to catch more with honey than vinegar, right? Um, you, your, your ultimate goal is to get them through the doors. So many people attempt to obviously reschedule or cancel, or I have this, or they forget. I mean, so you're, you're, you're constantly following up. Hey, we have an appointment at this time. Anytime as a system where you can shoot them a blast email, a blast text. Hey, we have your appointment set at this time with such and such. Um, you know, please confirm, right? And if they just ignore it, you, you give them a call and say, hey, I just wanted to follow up, make sure you were still good. And then, you know, if for whatever reason they want to change it, you say, hey, well, uh, I have these times available tomorrow. You kind of just, you put the answer out there for them and see which one they're going to take as opposed to, well, when is good for you? Then they're going to say, well, I'll call you next week or in a couple of weeks or whatever it is. And then obviously oh, yeah, they don't the come back. Yeah, they don't come back. Um, there's a general, there's one, it's, it's funny. He's been trying to get in here for about a year and I just keep following up with him. And it's one of those guys, you're just like, hey, there's get, always one. get through the door, right? You, you're obviously interested and you need this accountability, but, you know, something keeps pulling them back, right? But I mean, we have the time, so yeah. why not keep following up? A phrase that, that comes up on this show a lot is that the heaviest weight in the gym is the front door. Beyond that, we can teach you how to pick up everything else. But so the goal is to get them in. Uh, yes. do we, um, anytime fitness is, is known for leaning into sort of the, the coaching space, the personal training, the small group yep. training or, or larger group training, is that a conversation that we have at point of sale or do you guys handle that better after <clears throat> someone's already a member? So you kind of are, uh, foreshadowing it during the tour, right? You know, going to the cardio section, you're discussing obviously your cardiovascular health, how important that is for you, especially when you're dealing with, you know, middle-aged to older people and you're pushing them to the, the free weight section where a lot of older people tend to be intimidated because they see weights and like, oh my gosh, I can't do that, right? And you, you explain to them how it's still very beneficial for them. Then uh, we have a nice personal training space, open space where people like to stretch, do abs, um, things of that nature, kettlebells, whatever, whatever they want, right? And it's also where we do a lot of the one-on-ones or small group training where we can teach that mobility um, to the older crowds to help them feel better, right? Because ultimately you can sell someone anything, but we need results. Otherwise you're just going to, you're just going to fall out of it. So you're kind of building it up, right? And then um, if it's an older person, they tend to have the paper visit, whether it's the silver sneakers or whatever, uh, active and fit silver and fit, things like that. Um, they they get a free fitness consultation where they'll get the one-on-one with our personal trainer. They get their backstory on their life, what they hope to accomplish, what their goals are at the gym, you know, how often they'd want to come in. Um, and you're kind of building a story and seeing what we can do to help them. Right. And then you're, then you're presenting, uh, or then you're taking them out and you're doing the actual consult and you're, you're, you're not calling it that, but you're seeing where their fitness level is at. And mm-hmm. then you, the, the girls are bringing them in and, and they're talking to them. Hey, and of course, personal training is expensive, right? But what are you getting for your money, right? What would you, would you put a number on feeling great when you wake up in the morning, especially if you're in your, you know, seventies, eighties, things like that. And they, they're not they're, they, they would absolutely pay to feel much better, feel younger, whatever it is, 20, 30 years younger. Um, there's an older lady who just started and within two weeks, 
she was able to do a, a wall squat where the first day she, she couldn't even bend her knees, right? So we're, we're, we're results-based. You have to get results. People, and oh, yeah. especially nowadays. Anytime now, as now, a brand now, now, is now, really now. into that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you have to at a point, you know, you know, because there's so many options for gyms, uh, no matter where you go, whether it be boutique style yeah. or big box or, you know. Yeah. Now, my background, Jim, I, I came from overseeing an Equinox in New York, and okay. we had a similar, we didn't, we had our own branding for the fitness consultation, but whatever the example of that is, we'd give it to everybody that signed up. But our challenge really was that we would only get 10 or, or in a good month, 20% of signups to actually use that fitness consultation. Has that been a struggle for you guys or have you done better than that? So to get the consultation, I'd say we're between 70 and 80% to get them to the consult. You're just kind of saying, when, when, when are you going to come work out? When's the first time you're going to come work out? And you set the consult assumed, for that day. Okay. Yeah. So if you're going to come in that day, you're going to, you're going to do the consult, right? And you'll get your people. It's like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. And you know what? You give them a little nudge and if they still push back, no worries. We can always do it another time. Um, they'll also do, you know, four pulls. They see someone struggling. Hey, would you mind? Well, we can do a little consult for you. Um, or we'll put you through a session, see how you like it. Yeah. And, you know, it, the consults at first were a struggle because people, we weren't aware that, you know, you just kind of ask them, when are you coming in first? And then uh, then we started going this route where, like, you're not really giving them the option. They're, they're going to come do it. Yeah, right? it's, it's more assumed, like, we're going to meet up when is good. Okay. Yes. Useful. Okay. And so, Jim, I mean, our conversation has been almost entirely been – how do we get people in? How do we turn them into members? How do we get them into something beyond just a basic membership? As you zoom out on all of this and, and sort of look forward, which of those do you think is, is most the focus for you to grow your business? Is it more leads? Is it better conversion? Is it ascension into something else? What, what moves the needle the most for you guys? I feel like getting them through the door once they get the feel, they come in, you're not overwhelmed when you come in here. There's not anybody judging you. I mean, no one judges at any gym, right? But that's the preconceived notion. That's why a lot of people are scared to go into the gym, right? People are going to look at me. I need to lose weight. No, I need to lose weight myself, right? And I've been doing it my whole life. So it's, there's no, there's, <laughs> there's no judgment. It's you are yeah. coming in and they like that laid back feel, right? People all talk to each other, especially in the morning. Um, they're, you know, very friendly, open, and, and people really like that about our, our anytime. I can't speak to other ones, but it's, but I do get people who have been to other times and they kind of say the same thing, right? Um, if you're, if you're making people feel comfortable, they're going to keep coming back. But if you get into it with somebody or if they get into it with somebody you know, on the floor somewhere, no, of course, you're not going to want to come back because it's, it's not, it's off-putting. It's, it's not why you want to come here. You're here to de-stress your life. You want to get away from the world. 100%. Yeah. Couldn't agree more on that. And so even continue that even further. What's, what's all of this for Jim? We've been doing this for a year and a half, a year and a half from now. What's your goal for the business? What's this going to look like? Just to continue to, to add to what we have, right? I, I'd like to offer more things, right? We're, we're still learning as we go. Uh, what works, what doesn't work, what can we put more resources into, um, you know, there's, there's so many things. And then in fitness, uh, things changed just in the last 20 years, right? It used to be, you know, Hey, we're just doing free weights. Okay. Now we're leaning to machines. Now it's more towards like, Hey, we're going to do more personal training type deals and more uh, body weight stuff. 
So what's where is it going to evolve into? You need to stay with the times, otherwise you're going to fall behind. Yeah, it's a fun conversation, and and franchise or not, I couldn't agree more. Gym owners have to be willing to adapt to what the industry demands, and so it'll be interesting to see how that shapes up for you and in any time as a brand. It's a pretty good place for us to start to wrap our conversation up, Jimmy. But in the short time that we have left, why don't you tell people where they can learn more about your Anytime Fitness? Is there a website? Is there social media? Where can they go to find out about this? So we are one of the two Anytime Fitnesses in Clarkston, Michigan. Um, we have a Facebook, Instagram. Uh, there's the, the, the Anytime website where people can go and they can see uh, – you know, the, the, the pricing for uh, however long contract they want to do. Um, but I would say obviously social media or just, I, I like people to just come in and say hi face-to-face. -face. <laughs> if you're so, in Clarkston, Michigan, find yeah, this but, specific one, not the other one. <laughs> and I'm sure they're very nice people as well, right? So uh -huh. it, it's just, uh, you know, where do people want to go to the gym? Something relatively close to their home. They're in Clarkston, Michigan. You know, we're, we're next to Neiman's Market in the UPS store. Everyone knows those two places in this Find closet that and, busy uh, ups store and you know you're in the right place oh absolutely so we're we're here you know monday through friday sometimes saturday if we're here we'll open the door for you feel free to walk in people can set appointments online i mean we kind of leave it open to everything right or you have to throw see what's going to stick because what's working for me is not going to work for someone somebody else you know or or somewhere you know let's say close to the beach or in in the middle of the country i Yep. Hey, you got to find what's right for you, like in any business. It's a, it's an industry of trial and error. That's for sure. Jimmy, this has been fun, man. I, I always appreciate business owners that are willing to, to kind of give a sneak peek behind the curtain as to how their business is really operating. And so I can't thank you enough. Uh, like I said, I'm excited to see what the future holds for you because a year and a half in, hopefully we have many, many years to come. And so for now, I thank you for your time, my man, and I wish you nothing but the best. I appreciate it. Thank you. Wish you guys well as well. Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me on the show is Stephen from Right Jab Fitness in Greenville, South Carolina. Welcome to the show, Stephen. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm good. Thank you very much for inviting me. 100%. I am very excited to have you on here on the show to learn more about your business. But before we dive into the, you know, the nitty gritty of the business side, for those of, you know, for the people who don't know about Right Jab Fitness, you know, describe it. What do you do for your clients? We are primarily one-on-one -on -one personal training. Uh, we were established in 2006 and we've been driving forward 
on just one-on-one -on -one personal training. It's not an open gym. Uh, we have we do two-on-one, three-on-one, but that's about it. Okay, so mainly the personal training side of things, no open gym, no group classes, really just focusing on, on the clients you have right now. It's awesome. So, you know, you said 2006, so I'm curious, you know, what has been the best part of running this business and the hardest part of running this business for you? I would say the best part of this business is uh, attention to detail. In the, in the, I have a background in Aikido, and you have to pay attention to the small details. And you can sometimes learn something from a white belt as quick as you did from a black belt. So I, I apply those same principles toward my personal training. And what I do is when I come see people come in and I'll give them weights and they start pushing the weights, I get them in their proper form positions. So they, they feel the maximum benefit that they're getting through that range of motion. And uh, when they get it and they get their eyes open up a little bit and they feel the muscles pushing through and they get that burn afterwards and they get that excitement in their eyes, that's, what, that's what's worth it to me. And that's why I do this. And I've always enjoyed doing things like that. Um, what was the second part of your question? What, okay. So like in your tenure as a business owner, what has been the hardest part of owning this gym business? I would say the hardest part about this business is there's being a one man show. There can be a struggle between not spending enough time either on account, uh, the bookkeeping side of it or the advertising side of it or the, the service of what I provide. So wearing all the hats of the business. Yeah, you have to carry all those three and one's going to suffer no matter what with just one person. So that's always been a struggle. Will always be a struggle until someone's, you know, I can get someone I can trust to put in that position. And I think anybody who wants to try this will need to understand that there's three, three hats that you got to put on and you got to balance those throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Being on a schedule and being diligent about it. Yeah, so being a one-man show, you really have to be disciplined with your time, practice the time management, and understand that, you know, there's three parts of the business there, but you can't focus too much on one, or the other two will suffer, or the other one will, so you got to be able to spread your time efficiently, and that's where, you know, bringing more people in your business would be, you know, like an amazing thing, so you can delegate more, but we'll dive into that a little bit, you know, further in the conversation today, so you know, let's just use that as a benchmark right now. Looking into the future, Stephen, what is the ideal situation for your gym business? What do you want for it long-term? Long-term would be having somebody do what I do and me step back and teach them. I've always been one to promote people, even through the business that I was in previous to the owning the gym, is that we promoted people and pulled people up and we always encouraged them to do things. So I'd love to bring somebody on and bring them up to my level of training so that they can teach people and and I pull on that uh excitement that they get when they come in they want to train people but you you can tell when you start training somebody or pulling somebody in to be a trainer you can tell if they want to do it or not mm -hmm. you know they're just in it for the money then they're, they're in it for the wrong reasons and that's just always you been can tell by the the approach that they have in terms of how they treat the client how they treat the owner and how they treat themselves inside there I mean if you see them looking down at the computer or their phone while they're working they're obviously not invested. So that process of finding a, a qualified candidate for your business is extremely important. And there has to be, you know, certain processes in place to do that, right? That's right. Um, so I'm curious. Okay. So 
we have that in mind. Long-term, you want to bring someone into your business so you can delegate more and be more of the business owner, you know, working on and in it. So I'm curious right now where, you know, let's, let's work backwards. Right now, where are you currently sitting? You know, how many clients do you have? What's the size of your facility? What does that look like? I'm sitting on about 25 clients that are steady, that come in religiously, uh, even through COVID. We, we didn't miss a beat. And we managed to keep the doors open and strive just like business is normal. And I'm at a level where my schedule is pretty set. I work about five or six hours in the morning. I take a two or three hour break. And then I work in the evenings. My little break time is me doing whatever things I need to get done during the middle of the day. I enjoy that. I love that. Um, and, and it pulls, it gets me to do a lot of things that I never thought I could do. And so since my three years ago, I quit my full-time job. I, I really hadn't looked back. I mean, I enjoy, I take I love that. I love I, to hear that because this industry is very difficult and it, it always encourages me whenever I hear a gym owner that says exactly what you just said. You're able to control your schedule and actually feel fulfilled through your work and not like you're, you know, killing yourself every single day to make ends meet, right? I love hearing that, Stephen. Uh, yeah. um, so 25 clients right now sounds like you are great at providing a quality service for them. I am curious, you know, what is the size of your facility? Because obviously I can see it right behind you. So what's the size of it? It's about 1,500 square feet. Um, I, I can pretty much do everything. I don't do bodybuilding. Okay. But I can just do anything in here that you can do in a normal gym, full-size Planet Fitness. I, I have the equipment behind me to be able to put somebody through a total body workout in 30 minutes or less. Okay. I have a little thing that people have dubbed me with is I can make you throw up in about five minutes. <laughs> That's great, Stephen. It's because they come in and they think they can eat Chick-fil-A before they get here, but it comes back up. <laughs> yeah. Everything's important in terms of your training. I have the nutrition in there, right? Like goodness. Uh, so yeah. I, I get a kick out of that coming in watching people and you can kind of tell when you can push somebody and when you can't, if somebody's getting ready to hurl on you, then you start grabbing <laughs> trash cans and stuff. <laughs> or it's a bag if you're lucky, right? Or, or, a, you know, like a leftover shirt, just so the people that get on the equipment. Uh, this gets insane. So one guy didn't make it out the door. He got it right at the door. <laughs> that is I don't right. take a lot in that, but it seems to be my thing where people said, if you go to first sessions, you better be prepared. Take care of yourself before. Get hydrated. Eat the right food. Be prepared to get work hard. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Sounds uh, like you do a killer service for your clients, Stephen. I love to hear that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, in terms of your membership base, what do you think is like the hypothetical cap at your facility? As far as how much people should pay to come in? Is that what you're asking me? In terms yeah. of like member base, so how many people could you handle, or if you brought someone in, you know, to delegate, how like how many people could you handle in there? I could double my capacity right now. If if I could bring a client on that I I, I truly believed in, or no, I'm sorry, a, a trainer, and that I believed in, we could double up in here very easily. He's he's got plenty of space to be able to do anything that I do, and yeah. rock and roll. Um, and that's just another hat that you got to put on, you know. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So more, more volume, more responsibility. Yeah. yeah, it is. But I'd like to grow. I mean, I, I won't lie to you. I've had another martial arts school. I tried to open and run. We let that, we had to close it down after about six months. Just couldn't get it. This business here was supporting that business and rent and trying to pull them in for the Aikido side of it. Aikido runs your own classes. You can't yeah. really pull one person in at a time. 
The other thing is I opened another location over in Powder, uh, Easley, South Carolina, and I ran it and COVID hit. Ooh. And then all of a sudden I was right jab was supporting the location in Easley. So I had to pull back on that, buckle down and stay over here on this side of town so I could keep the business open and because I wasn't sure. Yeah. And what happened was everybody that I trained, they stayed with me. They love me. <laughs> they support me. And uh, we, we, we made it through COVID and I was real excited. It came out better than I started. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be able to move forward. A lot of places, a lot of small places around me closed down. Oh yeah. A lot of gym owners and gyms in general were closed down because of COVID because obviously they weren't able to come in person and, and do yeah. all of the, you know, brick and mortar side of the training. So I'm genuinely happy to hear that you survived through COVID because not a lot of people did. So kudos to you, Steven. Got good clients there. You do a great service. So, you know, max cap here. If you brought someone on double it, it's awesome. So I'm curious <clears throat> in terms of your current, you know, member base right now, Steven, how have you managed to get those people into, you know, like paying members? What are those strategies, you know, to get those uh, people paying? From the command, uh, the, the strategy is to keep them on track, yeah. keep them focused. That's one of the big things that keep everybody focused on what they need to be striving for. Uh, keep them on a diet plan, making sure they're accountable. And text them when they start, when I see them starting dropping off, I give them a text. Hey, I'm watching. Let's get this thing going. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. Pardon me for a second. My nose is itching. No and, but yeah, I, I keep everybody accountable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Give them a chance to back off. Okay. So like with the current member base right now, maybe I asked it in the wrong way, but like, how have you gotten those people in the beginning? So how did you get those initial people as your clients in terms of marketing? So word of mouth, flyers. Okay. Word of mouth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just got on, I got a few of the right people on board mm-hmm. and they talked to somebody and they talked to somebody and it just took off as you, you pull up my website and you look at things. I don't do a lot of advertising. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have time to run around behind and take pictures and do things when I got clients to train. Although I did tell you, I have three hours in between. <laughs> but I go play, you know, yeah. And, Maybe Boy, it's your rest period, so you can you know yeah. not be the business owner for a second, I'm right? Older, I got to take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But you know, I, I've never been real tech savvy, so it's always yeah. been word of mouth. And the clients that I have, I, I train some very uh, pillars of the community around here. Is what I call them. People that are important in the community, they are who they are, and they come in. They enjoy what we do and we, we, we banter with each other and we, you know, we, we fist bump, you know, sometimes you have to you do have that. fun. You, you build a connection, you build a relationship over time and that ultimately leads to more retention, which equals to more business over time, which I love that, Stephen. It, it's, um, it's, I do this thing called Carolina Accountant. It's one of my trademarks, I guess you could say. Okay. Um, because what happens is clients come in, they start doing reps, and I get them distracted by talking to them or telling them a joke or something. Mm-hmm. And then they'll look at me and they'll ask me what rep they're on. And I always go about four or five reps below what they're already at. <laughs> and make them work harder. I call it Carolina Accountant, but they get more reps in than what they're wanting to get in. And man, they get so mad. Yeah. <laughs> But at least the better progress, though, because it's making them work harder to actually get that number, right? Yeah. I think one of them is going to make me a banner for Christmas. Carolina Accountant. Hang Carolina Accountant. Put on the uh, wall back there right next to your, uh, your logo. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So 
mainly word of mouth, not so much in the, you know, the social medias because you're just not tech savvy. And obviously being the business owner, having yourself there, one man show, it's extremely difficult to put your focus on multiple different things at a time. You got to focus on your clients right now. Right. So <clears throat> I am curious, I think you've already, you know, touched on a little bit, but what have you done to ultimately, you know, keep those members that you have right now, long-term, you know, the accountability, the nutrition, the texts, but is there anything else along with that, that you do to keep them, you know, like bought into your, maybe like your training philosophy or your approach? Um, I mean, I, I don't have a secret to how they stay on board with me. They're, the thing is, they've got to enjoy coming in and training with me. I, I, I do know that I keep things mixed up. I, they come in sometimes and they guess what I'm about to do to them. They don't come in with the same regiment every time. Like every Monday and Thursday, they come in or Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, they come in, they're new they're doing this workout. Well, it's always changing with me. I'm, I'm always pushing them to do something else. Okay. You can do chest press. How many different ways? You know, there's like 12 or 15 different ways you can do it just on a bench. Mm -hmm. So I keep it mixed up for them. And and that that keeps them on, engaged. That keeps them on track. And they come in, they guess, and, and a lot of them go in with this, you know, attitude. But I take care of that right off the bat. I, you know, I nip that in the butt. Because, <laughs> you know, they don't like throwing up in the first five minutes. I don't think anyone does, Stephen. Yeah. I don't think anyone does. <laughs> That's what, that's uh that's one of those things that I like to touch on, and uh, I, I keep them engaged. I, I keep them guessing what they're doing, and I keep it fun. I, I mean, that's a huge thing. I, I don't ever let my personality change when a client comes in and they're down in the dumps and something major happened at their job. I can't take that same personality, and I can't take it to the next client. So I have to be the same way with every client. Exactly. I think that's one of the things that uh, comes into play a lot is that personality change that you go through all day. Because you hit all those different personalities throughout the day. It affects your mood, you know? Mm -hmm. It really does. It is a lot of mental stress and mental work to handle that. And that actually brings me to, you know, like the next topic that I want to hit on is like the transference of certainty. That's what you do every single day as a trainer, as a business owner, is that you're transferring your certainty about your product or service to your prospect or your client. So I'm curious when someone either hears about you from, or, you know, like when your clients or they see you on the website, they come into your facility. What does the process look like to turn them into a new member? Well, somebody new come on board. I always offer them a free workout and what would they do come in? And I spend about the first 10 or 15 minutes just talking to them one-on-one -on -one like we're doing. I get to know them. I ask them questions that are important, RQ questions. And then I, I try to get them to touch on some things that they want to do six weeks, eight weeks down the road. You know, I don't know if it's walk three miles or do a five, a 5k or something simple that they have in mind. And when they don't have one, I try to build one for them. And then I, the last 15 minutes of their session, I usually take them through a couple of things that I do. I even do a little bit of MMA stuff where I put the gloves on and I teach them how to throw a punch and I teach them how to throw a kick. And then I put a combination together. And then I say, all right, here's some dumbbells. Let's try this. And then I keep that going. And so it's teaching, teaching them a self-defense, more or less. You're teaching them how to throw a jab. And then you teach right them. Right jab fitness, Stephen. Right yeah. jab fitness, exactly. Yeah. So, you, so you combine those things and you give people a chance to come in and try to want to do something better for themselves. So that's kind of what I push. And it's working. It works for me. Okay. Awesome. I actually like that because it's – it's more of a, you know, personalized approach. You ask them certain questions to understand where they are. And then you also offer them, Hey, 
come in here. I'll show you how to do it. I'll show you like a free session so you can get a feel of how I coach so that, you know, when you sign up, you aren't just like in the valley, like valley of despair or buyer's remorse of like, I signed up. I don't even know how he trains. I don't know his personality. So I love that, Steven. So, you know, last question here before we wrap up, because we are running short on time. What is that one piece of advice that, you know, you would love to have if you were to start over again, you know, back in 2006? Well, how much time do I have? I kind of been prepared. Four for minutes, Steven. Four hey, minutes. So I had an opportunity to go to a timeshare in Myrtle Beach and uh, went through the whole process. You, you ever been involved with a timeshare interview? They're trying to no. get you by. They get real pushy and press on you and they keep passing you off to the next guy, to the next guy. And then there's a closer that comes in and he's trying to get you to buy into it. Oh, okay. So kind of like a live event. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm telling him no the whole time, all the way down the process. I don't, I don't need a timeshare. So I, he, he asked me why. And I told him a little bit about what I do on the side. Well, when I was leaving and I was out on the sidewalk, this guy came running out there to me and said, Hey, you need to quit your full-time job and do it, man. Just go for it. Just go for it. Dude, that was about 10 years ago when he told me that. My one regret was I should have quit 10 years ago, my full-time job, and went after this 10 years ago, because I don't know where I would be at today. You know? Does that make yeah. sense? It I'm does make sense. So it is the frame perspective of go all in, have yeah. no other options. If you want to, if you love something, and obviously you love the fitness side, because you know you are a trainer, you're a business owner in the fitness industry, right? So if you love what you do, just go all in. I mean, you have one life. Why waste it doing something that you hate and you don't enjoy? Yeah. So Three years that is I made that choice. And man, I'm at a different level of fitness. I'm at a different level of income, happiness. Everything's good at home. I love it. You know, yeah. it's, it's a feeling of fulfillment every single day because you're doing what you love and you're able to provide for your family. You're able to provide for yourself and yes. you're able to provide what your clients need, which is, you know, someone of experience, of respect and quality service, which not many people in this industry have all in one. So I love that, Stephen. I think that is a great place to start to wrap things up here in this episode. But before we sign off, where can listeners find you on the internet? So your, you know, website, Facebook, Instagram. I have a webpage at rightjetfitness.com and uh, that's on the Square app as well. And uh, you can... You can find me at the uh, Facebook or Instagram page at Right Jeff Fitness. You guys heard it here first. Find them on the internet. Steven, thank you for hopping on today on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, and to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you are interested in joining us to, to talk about your gym, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords, out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. 
To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. I will be your host today. Joining us is Mr. Jerry Robinson of First Class Athletics coming to us from Michigan. Jerry, what's going on, sir? How are we? Hey, I'm very good. Good morning. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Nice to to have a, a little Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday morning, excuse me, chat about the fitness industry. We love chopping it up on businesses like this. For a little bit of context here, Jerry, so people listening know what it is that we're actually talking about. First Class Athletics is the fitness business of what you own. When you describe First Class Athletics, what do you tell people? How do you kind of summarize what this is? Well, I've always taken myself as I can take uh, an athlete and, and put them in college. If I mean, if they have skill, I can take them to the next level. And uh, I have a, a knack for doing that. I have athletes all over the country and in pro sports, you know, and uh, as long as they're willing to put in the work in the gym and at their skill, it's a good, it's a good brand for everyone. Is everything that you do within first class based on competitive athletics or is there any sort of gen pop feel or, or atmosphere to this? <laughs> no, actually I do some, I do boot camps also. And that's, that's okay. grown, um, that's grown um, fairly big. Um, it wasn't something I wanted to do at the beginning, but there was a calling for it and I started and it grew. My, uh, my experience with, interesting. Okay. My, my experience with the sports performance world is that even the, the best of the best of the best, the Mike Boyles, the Eric Cressies, whatever name you throw out there, they still have some element of Mr. And Mrs. Jones level fitness and, if we're, if we're to look at why, typically those are people that can come three, four times a week, like clockwork year round. They don't have an in season or off season. They can pay their membership and it, and it helps to stabilize revenue a little bit. I'm sure you have experienced that as, as building out this both sides, the sports performance and the gen pop side of things. Oh, um, I but would, I think it's important to delineate because those are, those are almost separate businesses within the same business. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree a hundred percent with you. That's you're dead on. You have to, you know, you might have a, you might have a pro athlete in front of you at six in the morning and at eight in the morning, you may have 12, you know, moms um, yeah. to work out. <laughs> and we and need have, both. We yeah. need both. And you have to adjust. I mean, your personality has to adjust and your demeanor, you know, and your approach just not on the workout, but mentally. Hmm. Yep. It's not just the, the X's and O's of fitness in what we do. That's for certain. 
Now, Jerry, for for further elaboration here, why don't you tell us a little bit about how this whole thing came to be? Obviously, we don't have a tremendous amount of time to to dig into details and every single detail of of how this business started, but give us an idea of what made you want to open a gym in the first place and, and how that time has been so far for you? Sure, sure. So um, I was competing in powerlifting and I was doing pretty good, you know, statewide. And uh, I, real quick, I went and had LASIK eye surgery. I was supposed to compete in Vegas. And I asked the doctor and he, you know, yeah, three weeks, you'll be fine. And when I went back, he goes, oh, I didn't realize you lifted that heavy. You can't powerlift anymore. And I was becoming very successful. So um, I went home, you know, and I was like trying to refigure out what to do. And then I hurt myself riding a stationary bike. And so I was laid up and I got a call <laughs> from the wrestling coach of all things. Yeah. And he yeah. said, I, I know who you are. And I was wondering if you'd come into the school and train my wrestlers. And I was, I was successful in the business because I was studying I called Louis Simmons at, you know, at the West side, yeah. I called him. I said, Hey, you know, this is what I'm doing. There was another very interesting man. He put me in touch with by the name of Dick Hartswell. I don't know if anybody knows who that is. Joe, do you know who that is? Not familiar to me. Go ahead. He is probably one of the most underrated training people I that I, there is period. He first was hired by Jim Trussell to go into Youngstown to train um, their football players. And that's when Youngstown started winning the national championships in Division II, I believe it is. Pre-social media era. Got it. Yeah. And then he went. Then, of course, Trussell took him to Ohio State. I'm from Michigan, so I don't want to go there. But the <laughs> A tale for another time. <laughs> um and so I knew of him. So I went down and I trained with him a day. Now he's the guy that invented the bands, all your super band, your stretch band. Are you familiar? Jump stretch bands. I don't know. Sure. Of course. But that's the, that's the gentleman that started all that. And so it, you know, I studied and I learned about speed, you know, from lip and lifting and how, you know, fast twitch and such back before anybody knew all that. And I learned it from him and I took it to, I just took a different, little different approach to it. But when I went to train the wrestling team, you know, it went from 14 to 42 in a week. And them guys went on to become very successful. Then I got a team, uh, call from a softball team, you know, a big league, and I'm still doing a lot of teams. I started yeah. getting Charles Woodson's uh, agent. Uh, contacted me and I started doing a lot of high level people back then. Yeah. And, uh, and just, so it started somewhat by accident, if I understand correctly. It wasn't quite ambitious for us to get into this, but by happenstance and knowledge base, it worked out. Right. So I started going into the schools and then I started when you you know, like you said, the 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 moms and the boot camps, I started putting them in my house. And next thing I know, I had 200 people a week at my house. And uh, unfortunately, uh, police started showing up telling me I had to yeah. stop. At it. what point in time did we get into the commercial space? Uh, about six years of people coming into my home. So I would say 2000, 
10 is probably when I went into the commercial. Got it. Okay. So a decade later, now that this is a, a formalized business beyond just your home, Jerry, what's been your favorite part about running a business like this? And what's been the hardest part about running a business like this? Well, my favorite part is watching um, the athletes grow. Um, you know, they, I've got them all around the country. Uh, one of the, you know, I've got, I've watched people become doctors, you know, after, after they were out of sports, I've had them help me get ordained. I went into Cincinnati and married a young girl, um, you know, and performed her wedding and that type of stuff's extremely rewarding. And yep. I've had people that have been with me three times a week for 15 years. Yeah. Probably, probably a good it's a lot more than just point. sets and reps on paper at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's the most rewarding and the most, the hardships is the, the fallout and you're going to have them, you know, it's, you sometimes you're going to come in and not in a great mood and it's not a great thing. And, and, uh, you're going to have fallouts from that. And that's just yeah, being realistic, very realistic. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it would be irresponsible of us to assume that it won't happen. Uh, and so, I mean, 10 years in a formalized business, Jerry, in our industry, at least, is probably what feels like 30 years in any other industry. The, the fitness industry is, is a tough one. At some point in time, we must have figured out a way to get some people through the doors. For you, at least so far, what's been working from a, a marketing standpoint or how are we generating interest in this business at all? Well, I'm probably not the greatest example for that because I've played hard to get. <laughs> and it okay. seems the more I've played hard to get, the more it's created interest. I would not suggest that for anybody, but I've, you know, I've bought all the lenses, all the gimbals and all that for social media. I've tried to do this and that, and I, and it just always feels like I'm spinning my wheels. But when I show up at like a high school basketball game, it's like, I'm almost bringing, I'm almost always bringing a client, it, you know, just because our town's not that big, but a recognition. Um, and if, geez, to be honest, funerals seem to be a seem to be a good source for people joining the oh, gym. I've gone to a funeral, it's an odd thing, but but so I guess the bottom line is is the more you're out there and you know we're, you're a little more approachable to the person that's afraid to walk through the gym door and talk to you. It seemed like the more I'm out in a, you know, in a social area, people can feel you can, they can approach you. And yep. that's helped, I think, greatly. And so more organic or, or pounding the pavement, if you will, just being visible to people. Have you guys, have you ever attempted any kind of advertising or, or formal marketing or has this just happened as it happened? With me, it's just happened. So I've been in the paper, you know, I, with the Facebook and stuff. And then moving, when I did move into the gym, you know, the paper ran ads on me. And, you know, we get a TV show up every once in a while. And we get a high level person in. So 
I haven't had to do a lot. I've, okay. to be honest, I've- The social, the social media piece is this is, is interesting because I think that so much of our industry, at least post COVID, relies on, on Facebook or Instagram, whatever the platform of choice is. Is that something that you guys handle in-house or, or are we working with somebody to, to manage that for you? I do it myself. So if you go on there and you'll see, you know, I've, I seem to have in the last two years as much practice at camera lenses and gimbal. <laughs> I haven't. But it wasn't what you expected. Yeah, I've, you know, it just, I, I haven't done well in there. I, yeah, you know, I, I, I have a following. I, I, I'm guessing like 5,000 people. I don't know. In just our do area. You think, do you think that's something that you might either not necessarily want to, but have to lean into here as, as time goes on and the business goes on? Not necessarily. Um, Unfortunately, I know a lot of I know a lot of young guys are out there and they're recording themselves lifting and stuff. But it, it, I guess in my, you know, let's make one thing straight. I own a gym. I'm a trainer, but I'm a businessman first. So I have to look at my approach as a businessman. Now it's nice to be recognized. It's very good for your ego. I mean, we would all, you know, Jim Lords is very well known. It's, you know, you're the host. It's great, but it's at the end of the day, you're trying to pay your bills, correct? So of course. Um, Everybody. what I would say is you got to make that approach. Social media, these young guys and girls out there, you know, and they're working out. It, it, be honest, if I was to wrap it up when you're out there filming yourself, nobody cares. I mean, they're not going to come to you because you're working out or you're in shape. They're going to come to you for your personality and, you know, what you give, what you have to offer. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I couldn't agree more, Jerry. Likes and comments on Facebook or on Instagram don't necessarily translate to dollars and cents at the end of the day. And as a business fan, that's, that's really what we're talking about here. Uh, and so take us to the next step. I think leads are leads. Every business needs leads, but it doesn't mean anything until we sign on the dotted line and have a new client. So for you, at least when someone reaches out, whether it's through word of mouth, we find them at an event, wherever we find this person, what happens throughout the sales process for them to eventually sign up? I tell them, I tell them, uh, I don't ever let them sign up the first day. Come in, get a workout in, you know, like let's use a boot camp for an example. Uh, I don't want you to sign up the first day because I give a sales, I guess this would be my sales pitch. Like these people been here working out 10 years. Um, you can come work out if, you don't care for my personality or you don't care for the crowd. I don't want you because I have a good foundation, a good business. And I want to build on that, build on the people that are already there. It's yeah. easy to take. It's easy to take people's money at the beginning, but you know, you got to watch them work out too. You're not, they're not only watching you, you're watching them and you're trying to figure out, do I want this person around in my gym? I'm for zoom out. I can do that. that. Yeah. To, to zoom out on our conversation, 
not spending money in advertising makes a lot more sense now. We don't have to be begging and, and scraping to get somebody to sign up. We can be a little bit choosier. And so our marketing needs to reflect that, right? Any kind of marketing that we put out, we're looking for not so much anybody and everybody, but the right kind of person. And then the sales process picks up from there. Are we a good fit for them? Are they a good fit for us? Exactly. Good. Yeah. I understand a lot better now, Jerry. That makes far more sense to me. And I think the unfortunate part about our industry is that a lot of gym owners don't have that luxury. They operate so close to the profitability line that we need any warm body that walks through the gym or through the doors. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you know, we have, we have gyms in our area. And I know I feel, I understand exactly what you're saying. Like, I don't do bodybuilding. I'm performance functional. It's, I don't do any bodybuilding. So when somebody calls and said, Hey, I know who you are. I want to do a show. Why well, give them my competition's number? I, I go Great. sit with go down the street. <laughs> I go, you know, he's a nice guy. Um, his name's Vinny. He, this is his number. He's a great guy. He's very knowledgeable and he does exactly what you're looking for. You create, you don't want to be, you don't want to be general. You, you want to specialize to a, to a point, like you said, you know, you can work with athletes, but you still want to work with the moms, but you can't be, you can't do everything for everybody. Uh, you're spot on. Jerry, I think we need to to stay in our lane. And I think COVID was a big catalyst of that. I think a lot of businesses got overextended. COVID happened. And then everybody's like, okay, here's what we're actually good at. Let's drill down hard on that. And I think you're exactly right. For you, obviously, the, the important piece of this is keeping your First, Jerry, acquisition and, and signing up new people is one piece of the equation, but we want to keep people for the long haul. And so in your mind, as the owner of this business, what do you focus on the most to make sure that people keep coming back? Their family. Their family. Because then they feel you you talk to, you know, number one, you're going to give them a good workout. You already know that. That's a given. That's why they're there. But you need to learn their kids' names or their, you know, if you got a woman in front of you or her husband's name and you're asking about them and you, they become more and more welcomed, you know, and then you're always making sure you're introduced. If a new person comes in the gym, you're always making sure you're introducing them. So they're not there by themselves looking around. You're like, hey, this is Mary. This is Karen, Carol, you know, and and you try to make people feel welcome. And once they, and once people have that, they're not going anywhere. There could be a gym open up. I've had three gyms open up right by me thinking they're going to do things better. And they close right down because I'm sure within the 10 or 15 years we've been doing this, there's been a few at least. Uh, um, you know, we had a planet fitness build in our area. Didn't affect me at all. Yeah, it's probably better for your business. We get people that leave Planet Fitness to then show up to your door. Yeah, they actually, you're right, Joe. It did help. <laughs> it's funny to think about. And so, I mean, 
it's been it's been a decade plus that you've been doing this and our conversation so far has just been where do we get leads from how do we turn them into customers how do we keep them long term as you forecast this thing out jerry and, and think about the future of this business what's your goal for this whole thing what's sort of the the end vision that you have in mind for first class well that's a question I go through about every day, and it's an extremely good question because they say you should always have a five-year plan on getting out. Um, and I, I seem to be making a little bit of move towards the the boxing world, um, and I'm and I keep going. Is the gym shifting? Is that where I'm headed? And you know, into a new story. Um, and uh, I can't answer that. If you want the truth, I we don't know yet. No, because I still, you know what it is. Perfectly Joe, viable I, answer, by the way. I, I don't get, think you're alone in that boat. I think most gym owners are just trying to get through the short term, at least. But I'm in. I'm. I am in love with my job. That's the problem. First, it's got to pay the bills. But I'm in love with it. I get up 4.30 every morning. I don't have to set alarm clock and I get there early. I do whatever I can do, you know, and I can't wait for the people to come in. Mm. Now, understand, I only work, you know, I'm five in the morning till usually 10 in the morning. Then I'll go back about three till roughly eight. That's pretty much my day. And uh, I do that. I do that four days a week. Then on Friday, I work three hours. Saturday, I work three hours. And that's it. And I'm yeah. a single operator. Uh, and you still love it as much as you do, right? Yeah. And there's something about fitness that just burns in people, you know? Yeah. And you watch, you, you, you know, you're watching people progress. You're watching these athletes grow. And, you know, geez, I've probably, high school kids, I know I've had well over 100 all state uh kids championship teams now and different things of it i'm at 14 so different teams coming in win our state championship in the michigan and i've done it from everywhere i did it from uh you name it bowling basketball i um we, we i've had very good success there yeah and so what the future holds to be determined, at least as it yes, stands. Now. You are true. You, you never. That's know. a that's a fantastic place for us to wrap our conversation up, Jerry. But in the short term, the short time that we have left, why don't you tell people where they can learn more about First Class Athletics? What's the best website to find out about this gym? Uh, we're at firstclassathletics.com. We're in Flint, Michigan. Um, in, you want a phone number on there? We can find it through the website. Perfectly fine. People listening, connect with Jerry and the first class team through those platforms. Jerry, this has been fun, man. I, I really appreciate any kind of business owner that's willing to, to give a look behind the curtain and, and talk about what really goes on within a business like this. And so I'm excited to see what the future holds. We don't quite know yet, but I'm sure that there will be plenty of fun had along the way uh for for now i can't thank you enough and, and i wish you nothing but the best appreciate it thank you absolutely and to everyone who tuned in today thank you as well don't forget if you'd like to be notified about future episodes hit like and subscribe if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model 
click the link in the description and fill it out. Our team will be in touch soon. As always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.